If you're not listening to the Smoke World Podcast, you're wasting your time, you mortal. What's up, folks? Welcome to another episode of What? Smoke World Podcast. I'm your host, Stone. So go grab your stick. Go grab a glass, whatever you're drinking. Let's sit back and have that conversation. You can follow me on Instagram at Smoke World Podcast and the email stone at smokeworldpodcast.com and the website, folks. If you haven't checked out the website, I guess you're not listening to the show then because you got swag. You got all kind of good stuff out there. Smokeworldpodcast.com is the website. Today's episode, folks, listen, I got you covered. Rick Rodriguez. Yes, that Rick Rodriguez. Amazon Basin. Flathead. All of the brands you love has left General Cigars. And I know you're asking me, Stone. Oh, why did Rick leave? Well, guess what? We get into that. We cover all that. We sit back. We have a conversation. My brother Gus Martinez is on. He's rapping with us, the CEO, representing West Tampa Tobacco. So I want you to sit back, do what I just told you to do. Grab your stick and a glass of whatever you're drinking and listen to the conversation. Okay? You may learn something. You may be surprised on some of the things you hear and the response that you get in reference to Rick. Why did you leave General Cigars? Stay tuned. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I have the pleasure of talking to two of the brothers of the Leaf from West Tampa Tobacco Company. The man himself, Rick Rodriguez and Gus Martinez. Brothers, what's up, man? How y'all doing today, bro? We're doing fine. Yeah, I'm doing uh, great. Uh, But uh, thank you so much for the opportunity to share our story with you guys. Of course, brother. Of course. What's up, man? Gus, man, how you feeling, Gus? You good, Gus? I'm doing good. Actually, I'm actually sitting out in the sun right now getting a tan here in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, I know the sun came out like that down in Virginia. So you can get a tan in Virginia? I thought you had to go further south for that. (laughs) All right, so look, fellas, now here's the thing. I love to tell the story because at the end of the day, there's a story to be told. So I'm going to start with Rick. Rick, we see what you're doing right now. We know where you came from. But do we really know how this whole journey began? Some may and some may not. So if you don't mind, we're kind of going to start from the beginning. How did you even get into the cigar business, brother? All right, the cigar business, going back uh, over 24 years ago, I was uh, recruited by a gentleman still in the uh, business, Dave Bullock. He's a uh, the president of sales for Rocky Patel now. But at that time, he was working with General Cigar, and, he, uh, and we met, and uh, we kind of, you know, had this uh, friendship uh, develop, and he says, hey, bro, you ever think about uh, selling cigars? I said, no, I'm in the carpet business and, uh, you know, doing fine. So no, because at that time, bro, I didn't even smoke cigars, and mm. so. But he loved uh, my ability to sell, and so he approached me uh, again. He said, "Really, here's an opportunity. We have a uh, you know an area 
uh, in Florida, Tampa, Orlando, Jacksonville, and the Panhandle. And uh, we want you to come on board. And I, you know what? A leap of faith. Coming back to uh, West Tampa, the same leap of faith. But I did it. And then uh, I was a salesman for Jell O Cigar uh, for about uh, four and a half years. And the owner at that time of Jell O Cigar was a gentleman by the name of uh, Egner Coleman. And uh, he owned Jell O Cigar. And he approached me one day and said, Ricky, I need some help. Uh, we need to prepare for the future. And uh, a lot of our blenders are going to be retiring. Uh, Benjamin Menendez is going to be a, a retiring in uh, five years. And Ernesto Chris Creo is leaving us in three years. And so what we want to do is kind of teach you how to blend uh, cigars. And in an instant, when I snap my finger, it's less than that he changed my life. Because I didn't realize the opportunity this gentleman was giving me. At that time, being naive, uh, full of bullshit, full of vinegar, uh, you know, yeah, for sure, a master blender sounds great before my name. Uh, but I didn't realize how hard and long the training would be. But uh, I did it, and uh, so we trained for about uh, two years in the factories, and I trained with Benji Menendez for about five years. And uh, what I did with Benji was kind of, Benji was the only face that General Cigar had back in the day, the early 2000s. And so uh, my job was, uh, he was getting older, to uh, to do events with him and just follow him around and help him uh, connect to all these events. Uh, but that's great because, I, you know, again, I was in the backseat listening to him uh, having, uh, you know, events and talking to consumers about the tobacco. So I learned a lot just listening to him. But really the knowledge about tobacco and what tobaccos blend well together, which one will fight each other, came when uh, I was driving or had, we had downtime with Benji. That was the, my classroom. I love the fact that, uh, you know, sometimes on my schedule, Benji, we have a three, four hour drive to the uh, next event. And he's okay. He's so mellow. But me, that was to me, four hours of classroom. Because once we got in the car, I started to talk to Benji, and he started to share this knowledge and how to blend. Because the company at the beginning taught me what we do with the tobacco when we receive it from the farms and all the kind of areas that the tobacco goes through from, you know, preparing it, uh, fermentation, aging, stripping, uh, you know, uh, blending, rolling. Uh, boxing, banding, and shipping. They never once taught uh, me about blending cigars, and that came with Benji. After that, bro, uh, about uh, you know seven, maybe six and a half uh, to seven years later, uh, Benji approached Mr. Coleman and says, I think he's ready uh, to take over a line. And at that time, we had one year left with uh, Ernesto Perez Creel because he was going to uh, dip out uh, from, um, uh, from La Gloria and retire he was not even thinking about his business he has uh, you know has today but he was going to retire so we formed this team called team Blue gloria it was me michael genie and yudi gating and, and uh, yudi was in charge of the uh, the tobacco factory for uh for uh, la gloria so it took three guys to replace one legendary hall of famer and so we did that for about 18 months and uh 
it was seamless, and uh, everybody was buying into the three guys that were replacing. And so I got a, another kind of uh, a meeting with uh, uh, management. I said, "Okay, your time with um, you know Lagoria is done. Uh, we just bought um, CAO, and that blender is going to retire, and we think you're ready to do your own thing." And they just shipped me from Lagoria to CAO, and I, at the time I was fighting against it. Because um, I was not a huge fan of CEO. I love the Brasilia, uh, I love the Go, but I really didn't pay attention. But, uh, you know, LaGloria was taken off. And so I wanted to stay and stay, and I fought against it. And, uh, you know, they said to me simply, We're not asking for your permission. We're telling you, you need to go to Nicaragua and start to blend for CAO. Thank God that opportunity was given to me. And thank God uh, I was uh, dumb enough to take it uh, because it really taught me a lot of what tobaccos that we can work with throughout the uh, world. Unlike Gloria, kind of Gloria is kind of painting into this corner called a uh, Cuban theme. So we could never launch a Amazon Basin or a Flathead uh, with a Gloria. But because uh, CEO taught me uh, so much about marketing, about connecting to the fan base of your line, about uh, you know being able to say, what do you want from us? You want a flavor cigar? You want a new age cigar? You want a, a, a different tobacco from it? It just worked out. So it, it really gave me knowledge about tobacco and how to interact with the consumers that are taxing themselves to that line. And it happened to be CAO. And so it just took off. And then um, uh, I worked until May. Uh, no, April at the 29th was my last day with General Cigar. And uh, we opened and announced on the 2nd of May over the weekend that uh, we're starting um, West Tampa Tobacco Company. And we'll c continue, but I, I want you to hear uh, Gus's story, how he got to the point of West Tampa. Absolutely, but that's a lot to unpack. Yeah, so, I, Gus, yeah, Gus, we gonna hit you up. So, let's talk about how you got started with this whole thing. Yeah, well, I gotta tell you right now, my story isn't quite as romantic as uh, as rich in the industry. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, um, so, so we're not comparing. Hey, man, we're not pulling down pants, man. We're not comparing anything, man. We're not comparing. Hey, thank you, thank you. <laughs> well, I'll win that one. This isn't a family show. Exactly. Anyway, Not at all. So, yeah, so, so my, mine, is, mine isn't as romantic. So my first experience with, with cigars goes all the way back to when I was 18 years old. So I, I grew up in Detroit. And so way back when, you only had to be 18 years old to drink in Windsor, Canada. So a bunch of buddies of mine, we would drive you know, over the Ambassador Bridge into Canada so we could drink. But you could also get Cuban cigars up there. So we would go up there, we'd get a hold of some cigars, have a good time, drive back home. And so kind of fast forward, you know, 30 years, um, you know, it was interesting. I actually got into the business for a lot of the same reasons that Rick and I started West Tampa, and that was for family. Um, I've got a younger brother. He was living out here in Richmond, Virginia, and it just so happened that General Cigar was based here. And there was an opportunity to uh, to get into the business. And, 
It looked like a lot of fun. There was some cool people in the industry. I enjoyed cigars. So uh, I took a, a job as director of marketing at, at General. And that's how I met Rick. Um, you know, and it was interesting, and, and I'm sure he'll, he'll tell you too, you know, while we, we worked on the brands together, um, Rick and I really didn't work day-to-day much together. He was working with other folks on the team. Um, you know, he would come into Richmond, or I'd see him out in Vegas at the, uh, at the PCA shows. And, you know, we'd, you know, shoot the shit, you know, ask about our families. Rick and I, you know, are, are, are big family guys. And so we would just always talk about our wives, our, our, our children, and all that good stuff. Well, I'm I'm kind of this guy who, uh, whether it's a birthday or a holiday, my wife works for Hallmark, so she's kind of trained me on holidays. you got to reach out to people. Well, I'm not going to write a card. I just like to call or text. Well, every, you know, Rick's birthday or um, a holiday, I give him a shout just to see how he was doing. And it was maybe a year and a half. It was 2021, 21. And just called to say, hey, Rick, Happy New Year. Hope you're doing good. Best of luck. And, um, you know, actually, I, yeah, I'll, I'll turn it over to Rick for the for the rest. But that was kind of the beginning of, uh, of the journey of West Tampa Tobacco Company. And, uh, Rick, I got to go to you, Rick, with this scenario. Okay, you've been working for General Cigars for many years. What happened, brother? What, what made you say, you know what? I'm stepping out on my own. I'm going to pray about this thing, and I'm stepping out here in these streets. I'm going to do my own thing. What was the scenario? Talk to us. Well, uh, 2020, like everybody, was shut down and shut out. And uh, I was sitting in my garage, and my daughter was trying to bake at home back from Nicaragua. So uh, my daughter uh, graduated uh, uh, college and took off. So for the last uh, nine years, she's been traveling the world. Uh, she lived in uh, countries for, you know, six months to a year, and she's just traveling. So she's kind of stuck in uh, Nicaragua, funny, never fucking been in the factories. It's all beach, uh, uh, you know, areas that she went to from Vietnam to Australia to the Philippines to, you know, uh, to uh, uh, Nicaragua to, uh, you know, Mexico to Panama. It's always bits of beach connected. But she said, Dad, I'm done. I'm done with it. I, I just want to settle down, and I think I'm going to come home. That was the first time in uh, over 13 years, because she went away for college, that we heard her say, I want to come home. And when she said that to me, she had another phone call uh, to uh, announce that I, have, I think I have a flight uh, in uh, two weeks. I'm going to get on if I come home. And said, Dad, you know, it would be interesting are great if we could ever work together. And I stopped her. I said, baby girl, that would be so fucking great for us. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, I work for a gentle cigar. And gentle cigar is not going to hire you to make me feel better about my job. And so, you know what, that's kind of planted that seed that she said to me for the first time ever. Could you imagine us working together? And so I buried it. Uh, she came home. And uh, so 20 kind of went by, and that uh, winter, uh, you know, that uh, November and December of 20, we're together again, and, and uh, you, know, you know what, now's the time, really, I, but I didn't know what it now meant. Do I just open a shop, and uh, Sarah and I can work on the shop together? And so we had, you know, a conversation, I said, 
maybe you need to find your job. You need to find a, a area that you want to live in. So she moved to Portland. I said, okay, you know what? I thought I had you back, but she moved to Portland. And then, uh, and I think uh, the first of uh, January of 2021, I got a call from Gus to, you know, wish me, you know, uh, you know happy New Year's. And he said to me, I'm going to play, what are you doing? Bro, I think I'm going to retire from Gentle Cigar. Interesting. I want to get back into the business. And uh, so we started to talk about what we would do. And uh, Gus, you know, again, break in. But uh, we're talking about opening a shop uh, together. And he's going to be kind of the running the business side. And I would just run the, the front of the shop. But we realized very quickly he's not going to be able to move from Richmond to Tampa and, you know, two families being supported by this one shop. And uh, out of the blue, he said, I, I, I don't think I'm going to do this because it's going to ruin our friendship first and our business uh, relationship second because I'm going to be in Richmond collecting money, not doing anything because I don't, I can't work the shop. Like, you're going to have to work the shop. And I said, well, if you're out, I can't do anything. I'm going to have to break my daughter's heart again and say, no, I'm just uh, staying with a general score. And he says, have you ever thought about your own line? And Bro, believe when I say I've never thought of because until that situation in 2020, I was so happy with General Cigar and CAO. I had obliged to do anything and everything I wanted to do. I was working with the best of the best from marketing to factory guys to salesmen. That, to me, best of the best was General Cigar. I don't know. I've never thought about that. And then um, uh, Gus think about you know for you know what you did with the business plan and yeah so, so yeah so as soon as we did that and i'll be honest with you that was probably one of the toughest calls i ever had to make because you know rick and i had been we had been talking about it for and planning it for like six months i mean we we had yeah. identified a, 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 a location we were going to sign a lease but then i knew in my heart of hearts that my friendship with rick was way more important than you know making a few dollars um on a shop and so what you know what we decided was hey rick give me some time let me put together a business plan let me because he's you know rick was busy rick had a job to do so you know it was it was really up to me to say okay this is the idea let's put it together so i put together a business plan and sat down with rick and we went through it and the more we discussed it the more we thought yes we can we can make this happen and but you know it was interesting before we even you know put pencil to paper we kind of talked about you know companies always talk about bullshit visions and mission statements and stuff and what rick and i had you know talked a lot about was what is this company going to stand for you know it's not going to stand for money or it's not going to stand about uh, you know even an individual person you know and, and rick and i can talk about you know we intentionally did name this company the rick rodriguez T tobacco company for a reason and what we decided was this was one first and foremost about family this was about you know taking care of our families doing the right thing for our families and doing the right thing for the families of all the people that we work with and then the other two things were we want to be able to determine or, and decide who we work with and the two biggest things well three things that we we talked about was we want to work with people that we respect, 
we trust and we like. And, you know, that's no bullshit. Like, it was interesting. Rick and I had a, a good conversation with a, a potential um, a partner, you know, coming up next year. And some things had changed, what their needs were and what our needs were. And what we told them was, they called us and said, hey, we might not be able to do this because we can't do X. And we said, that doesn't matter. We'll modify what, what we need because we want to work with you. That's what's most important. We'll identify the people that we want to work with. And then guess what? Rick and I are the two guys that get to make those decisions. And I would rather modify a launch or, or, or a project around somebody that we trust, respect, and like than sacrifice, you know, one of those components. You know, okay, this person, I really don't respect him, but they can get that done. No, that that's not going to pass the test. I would rather make a project smaller and make it work and have fun doing it then work with somebody that we, you know, that we don't like, but yeah, they kick ass, they can do all the things that we want, but if we just don't like them, it's not worth that sacrifice. So we've really built our company and, and really, again, consciously every day think about that. And so far we've loved it. Even the people that, you know, talking to you, you know, we want to do interviews with people that we like and, and interact with people that it's, for us every day is about having fun. Ne there's never a day that's worked. It's always Try to have fun as best we can. All right, now I'm, if I'm make sure I'm hearing it correctly, this is a ballsy move. If you ask me, because I'm a poor guy, I'm poor. Yeah. So now you guys are talking about. We are too. We are too, bro. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I work whatever. for Jealous Cigars, so yes. there's no big bank account I'm resting on spending that money. Rick, we are Rick, broke, Rick, but, uh, we, yeah, Rick. Yeah. Stop the bullshit. Stop the bullshit, Rick. Stop. Yeah, anyway, yeah. listen. Yeah. Now I'm a poor guy. <laughs> And my listeners, I don't know what they are. They may be poor like me, too. So this is a ballsy move to say that you got a stable job. You're kind of making a couple dollars. You got fame. You mean you're like a rock star all over the world. And now you say you're going to stop working there, do your own thing, and hook up with Gus, pull your pants down, measure dicks and stuff like that, besides all that, and say, yo, we're going to start a company. That's kind of scary, brother. You know what I mean? That's a pretty scary move. So... Being besides being a punk like me, you you guys did it. You did it. You opened this up this year of May. You said you started in May. So let's talk about where you're at now. You started this company. How has things been, brother? I mean, is it what you thought it was going to be? Is it better? Is it worse? You know, is it really scary? What is that like now? I I, I think uh, you know I can answer for us. Uh, you know, it's scary, but you know what? Scary is you're not prepared. You didn't work your plan. You didn't, you know, have a plan. When you have your plan uh, and the business plan that Gus uh, developed for us, we linked it out to a couple people that, uh, you know, for money, for support. And Gus was presenting this as a uh, opportunity that uh, I was in the background because at that time I couldn't show my face. They, we couldn't say my partner is Ricky. And so Gus had to do a lot of this groundwork and contact these people. If you sign this agreement, not to discuss this, I will share who my partner is. But before that, they were buying into this business plan. This is very good. You know, you guys are sharp. You're really detailed-wise. You have every uh, a question answered that we have uh, for you. And so that's good. So who's your business partner? 
because right now we think we're about 40% in. The only 60% is, who are you doing this? It's a, a bomb. We're not going to do it. If somebody that we can work with will do it. And he started to bell who that person was. And everybody <laughs> at that fucking time, we're in. We're in. We had not heard to this day a no. We want to work with you. No. We have not heard it. So we knew that we looked at each other like, okay, this may work bigger than we think it's going to work. But we started small and we want to be small. And we start, you know, started with small steps and we're going to continue small steps because in our mind, even if we could, we don't, we're not interested in being Joseph R. We're not interested in being another CIO. We just want to be West Tampa tobacco company. And our growth is our growth, and we're, we're going to go, uh, the path we're going to go down is our path. Nobody else. And so we started to, you know, leak it. It's me and Gus, and with the business side, Gus is taking their care of that. They love that. And the tobacco side, I can say that's a perfect combination that everybody bought into. So, yes, it's scary because we, I have never owned my own business. Uh, so that was Sarah, but I knew that we had a great plan. All we need to do is work for that plan and work hard, and it's going to be there for us. You know, to jump to jump in there, Rick. For for me, it was interesting. What I what I found is you, you were spot on with it being scary, but you know, I almost have a a, a, a sense of peace knowing that all of my shortcomings, all the things that I don't know. Rick fills in those gaps and, and vice versa for those things that Rick isn't comfortable. And I think what's, what's allowed he and I to work so well together is because we're very different in a lot of ways. We share common values, but we also know and are willing to trust each other to make decisions. Like when it comes to blending and decisions around uh, factory identification and selection. I, I, you know, have one hundred percent faith in Rick that he can make those decisions, and vice versa. He's placed a lot of trust and faith in me to steer the company in the right directions that allow us to be able to, you know, at this point, be in eight countries, um, over two hundred accounts here in the U.S., almost three hundred doors around the world in only two months. And so because we've been able to, you know, assemble a team, a truly a global team in such a short period of time, because we have, we surrounded ourselves with people um, in each other that we trust. And I think that's been the key, at least for me, to our success up to this point, because the reality is, is we're going to fuck things up. I mean, we, we already have, and hopefully we've done as best a job covering those fuck ups, uh, you know, up. But the reality is we're going to make mistakes, but we understand that and we and we acknowledge it. And so and we don't beat each other up for them. We just say, all right, cool. We learned and let's move forward. And, and like I said, every day I feel like we're learning stuff, you know, you know, new things. We're learning from our consumers, from our customers, from ourselves. It's 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 been it's been a lot of fun. All right, so let's talk cigars now. Okay, now you decide you start this company, which you guys did. Congratulations on that because you guys got some balls. Coming from your spot, you got balls. I love it. So, I guess I'm going to go to Rick with this. Rick, you're the cigar blender. What was the decision-making factor into deciding to bring out this particular cigar that you brought, the black and the white? What was 
going through your head because again you know you're known for the the basins and the flatheads the palone you got some bangers out there the streets are talking now you're thinking like all right how do i match and compare to what people know me and know what i can do to bring out this brand new cigar was that a i think so. a, a, was that That's a sleepless a night Great question no because again uh you know this journey started 18 months now two years ago but really for uh, day one it's 18 months so again i released all that tension that i have failed up to open this of uh, get the money get it uh, you know running get uh, you know the product in uh, you know uh, uh making the product that's what was all gus so i can just concentrate gus was okay i'll do the behind scenes what do you want to make as far as a blend so that was easy for me because being able to travel the world uh, for General Cigar and CAO, it really introduced me to different people, different cultures. And uh, I was always going back to General Cigar and CAO and say, hey, bro, after my first tour of uh, Europe uh, over eight years ago, hey, bro, these guys are really into CAO. I think we should make a cigar for Europe only for CAO. And they always liked the idea, but you know, working with a major company like CEO, uh, they're always pushing that down the road. Push, push, push. Uh, maybe in 2000, we can do that, or 2000. Bro, it's, you know, uh, 98. Can we do it next year? Now, the planning stages and for the factories and all that. So they're always pushing. So when it came our time to make a cigar, I said to, um, to uh, Gus, I want to do two cigars. I want to provide two fan bases, two separate cigars. So if you look at the white, the white is a cigar that we're going to deliver to the European palate. It's Cubanesque. When you smoke it, there is a there, there's a, a profile. That if you know Cuban tobacco, that's like, bro, that is very close without using a Cuban tobacco. That's the beauty of working with Joe Cigar and all the beautiful people that taught me about tobacco. There is tobaccos done with the right way and the right blends that will deceive people thinking it's Cuban tobacco. But we have never used this alphabet because General Cigar would never want a hint of using a Cuban tobacco. Or, a, you know, a, a Cuban themed cigar because we're General Cigar. We don't need to do that. But we want to do that. And so that is the white. The white was directed to the European fan base and what they wanted to enjoy as far as cigars. But I said to you, and we were going to only release the white. And then six months later, a year later, oh, hey, here's a black version. And then, uh, you know, a marketing Gus checked in and said, hey, is it crazy? Are we have the two plans? identify why don't we do white and black together and when he said that to me he said bro what you're going to be able to do is take the fan base of europe and if i do the uh, the black the right way the fan base that uh, i've been connected to for cf the dark rappers that everybody loves for flathead bone session that's going to deliver what they want for me but a different profile a different taste i've never experienced uh, it, it General Cigar RCL. And so that was a brilliant move. We were scared because, again, now real estate 
in a humidor is so priceless sometimes. Now you're not asking a, a, a shop to say, bring in one line. We're st stupid enough. At the beginning, you said, okay, if you really trust this, bring in the two lines. And I'm like, wow, that you're going to release two lines in one year, and you're going to release it for your new cigar, and we did it. So the black is going to be representative of the American uh, fan base we have that really like the dark wrapper, a little bit more bold flavors, a little bit more spice to the cigar, a little bit more body. But the white gives you that kind of that that feeling that, bro, I'm sitting in Cuba right now smoking a cigar by the pool in this beautiful hotel. This is this is a, truly a great flavor cigar. These flavors and the body just equal uh, uh, perfect for us. But we are shocked right now in uh, you know, the U.S. market. We thought the U.S. market would be 80% black and 20% white. And Gus called me about a week ago and said, bro, we are getting so much orders, repeat orders already. Uh, our accounts in two months have already placed uh, an average of four orders, uh, reorders, Gus? Yes, over the two, uh, over the past two months. And, you know, a couple of points on that. When Rick was talking about, you know, how uh, valuable that shelf space is, 95% of our U.S. customers ordered all six of the front marks right out of the gate. And I don't know the exact number on the reorders, but our average reorder rate for customers um, over in, in 30 days is three and a half. So could we have, you know, so most um, most accounts ordering every week um, to a week and a half um, after they, you know, after they placed their previous order. So it's been the reorders have been amazing. And the, and the interesting thing is it's almost split right down the middle. On yes, the, on yes, the black yes, and white, yes, and we're seeing yep. some, you know, what we what we also decided was we weren't going to screw around with a bunch of weird sizes. We want really focused on what are the sizes that the majority of people are looking for. So you'll likely there may be some, you know, some cigars down the road that, you know, um, smoke better in a different size than, say, a Robusto Toro or a Gordo. But we're really going to focus on because we know how valuable that space is. We're going to focus on the cigars that that consumers, you know, want versus you know a particular size that you know, hey, I really like or Rick really likes, but nobody else really wants to smoke it in that. Okay, now here's another question, brother, brother Rick. Now, you know, my my job is you know keep my ears to the streets, and I've been checking out some of the reviews on the cigars, on the West Tampa mm -hmm. cigars. So, what would you say to because everybody palate is different, and we understand that. But what would you say to that person that says, hey, I read this review. I'm just going to read this review. You know, I smoked the West Tampa and knowing what Rick can do and knowing his previous products, I was a little disappointed on this being the first release. What would you say to that fella or that individual? Because I guess they may be stuck in the mindset of something that they know that you have made the sessions, the bones, the basins. So what would you say to those individuals? You know, uh, every cigar is not for everybody. Did you smoke both black and white? Or are you just judging uh, West Tampa on the white or just black? And so if I was you, I said, bro, that's fine. 
that's not a cigar for you. If you think I'm going to start a new company and give you a, a new flathead, uh, or new, uh, you know, uh, bones, or new session, buy, you know, buy West Tampa, you're wrong. You don't know me. This is situation, what, you know, what I was excited about the opportunity to work with Gus, my family, all that bullshit. At the end, I want to see if I could do my job without the safety net of Jello Cigar catching me if I fucking fall or a crutch that I had to use called CAL because the foundation was related for me. So if you know me and you're my journey, this is a cigar that I think represents a flavor and a profile that I never accomplished with a Jello Cigar. So it's just another step in my progression of being a blender. And so, yes, you, every, you know, every cigar, if you didn't like the white or the black, you know what? Okay, just trust me. Maybe the next cigar or the, uh, the following cigar, or the, you know, 10 cigars later, just, you know, do me a favor. Reach out for that cigar because you, I will deliver you spot on what you want. But you know what? It doesn't offend me. Uh, if anything, it gets me excited when somebody has the balls enough to say to me, you know, I didn't enjoy it. Now, if you walk away, you're an asshole because you're trying to hurt me. <laughs> right, but if right. you stay there and say, this is the reason. I thought it was going to be more body to that cigar. I thought it was going to be more spot. Bro, whoa, whoa, whoa. That was not the, the, the plan for that cigar. And so, that, but that information he's given me, bro, really? Spicy. Uh, bull, uh, cigar. Have you tried the black? No, try the white. I don't like it. Bro try the black because that black represents what you're just telling me you want from me and so no i have no problems with anybody that comes up to me to talk to me about really my mistakes uh my bad blends in their mind because you can learn from your failures more than you can learn from your successes so as a manufacturer you think we want to hear oh my god did angels help me, you know, make this cigar? It's great. It's from heaven. Now, bro, thank you so much. That's not interesting to me. I don't. I, I love when somebody has a boss and say, bro, I expected this from this cigar and you didn't deliver. You know what? You're right. I'm so sorry. Have you tried, if it was a CAO, have you tried this series? Now, do me a favor. Let, let's go to the humidor. I'll buy you one right now. But so, no, if that guy has that... That is a true review of what he experienced. And I have no fucking problem at all with a true review. If he's trying to come out to me, my family and company just to hurt me, I have a fucking problem. But that, the way you read it to me was just, bro, I was expecting, I love Rick, I want to support, and he kind of uh, fell short. That's, bro, I'll get there. I'll get there for you. Now, here's a question. It may be too early because you, you guys are just getting started, but this is what people do. What's next? <laughs> you just got you just came out the gate and folks are already saying, hey, what's next? What's the next blend for the West Tampa Tobacco Company? Because that's just, that's just who we are. Well, we have, we, we, have, we have nothing planned. You know, we're just going to ride this <laughs> Go scratch your balls, <laughs> digging your nose. <laughs> yeah, 2030. Yeah. 2030, yeah. we're going to launch another <laughs> size of West Camp on Black only. Yeah, you know, well, so, Gus, so uh, let, you let, know, let Gus, go, there, go. 
Gus, this is marketing. Please answer. Yeah. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you asked that question. So, um, so the first thing we've got coming, folks aren't going to have to wait long. So, Rick and I are launching uh, something that we're calling the Attic Series um, on October 15th. So that should be hitting shelves in just over a month now, because I guess tomorrow's September. And basically, what Attic Series is is it's going to be a series of small batch launches that are going to do two things. One is it's going to allow Rick an opportunity to be able to weave in and talk about some of the, you know, crazy stories. I mean, if you sit down with Rick for an hour, he's always got it. I mean, I've known him for years and he's, you know, and I learned something new about his life every day. And so what he's going to be able to do is, is weave in these great stories, but at the same time, you know, to the topic we were just talking about, allow him to be able to really have some fun and do some, you know, work with some blends and with some tobaccos that he either are ones that he's worked with in the past and he wants to experiment a little bit with, but at the same time, also, you know, diving in and, and working with different, you know, manufacturers to um, explore different tobaccos and different blends. So we're launching um, Attic um, Attic Series, and the first is going to be called The Attic um, on October 15th, and you can expect to probably see another Attic um, Series V2 um, probably at PCA next year. So that's what we've got going with Attic. We also have another launch that um, coming up for TPE Gus, in February, Gus, so we'll be back. Gus, yeah. I'll go back to how many yes, boxes sir. and all that, yeah, for Attica. Yeah, yeah. It's so, going to be a small yeah, batch great, great project. Point. Yeah, so it's going to be 3,000 boxes, but like all of our other launches, it's going to be a global launch. So we've got 3,000 boxes uh, for the entire globe. Um, so we pro- right now we've already starting to get some advanced orders. Um, we, we gave a sneak peek at PCA and as Rick had said earlier, nobody said no. So, um, when it's all said and done, when I look at the numbers, we've probably only got around 2000 left to sell, um, pre-sell before the launch. Um, the, the box itself is going to be a 14 count box. Um, it'll be Toro cigars. It'll be six by 54 size. And the blend will, um, and I won't get into a lot of detail, more to come, but it will uh, be utilizing a Mexican wrapper um, that we've identified that uh, definitely will give you uh, something very different than certainly what you're seeing with uh, black and white. All right, I have a question. I have this um, question. Go ahead, ahead, finish up, Gus, go ahead. No, I was going to jump on to the next one we got planned for February, but. Oh, no, well, go ahead. Yeah, we need that. We need that information. Go ahead. Yeah. Let me shut up. I'm no, sorry. I'm, Proceed. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very excited. <laughs> I mean, so how many is this one? <laughs> what? We have another one in seven <laughs> What? You guys are moving yeah. fast. Okay, you got October. Go ahead. Talk to us, Gus. <laughs> yep. So, so we've, got, we've got our next one. In fact, we are, I was so excited. The uh, the cigars were, uh, were finished uh, this past month, so... Uh, we're going to have some nice age on those. It's uh, it's and the name of that launch is going to be called Course, uh, but with a K, K O R C E. And again, what Course is, and you'll you'll see this with some of our names. Course really speaks to kind of the journey that we all take in life. You know, we all have a different course. Um, you know, while we may start in different places, you know, rarely is it ever a straight line. 
But in the case of Rick and I, our lives took very different courses. We were in different parts of the country, different experiences growing up. But ultimately, our, our course in life led us, you know, to cross cross paths. And so this cigar is really um, about our, our, you know, the smoker, the consumer, in terms of this is a recognition that they all have their course that they take in life. And sometimes you just need to, you know, sit back, enjoy life and have a cigar. So that's what course is going to be. Um, this one here is going to be a, a, a precursor uh, to some potential uh, course um, launches that we have planned um, further down the road, either in 23 or 24. Um, but that one, too, will be a, a smaller release. It'll only be 2,500 boxes, although this will be released in a um, actually a humidor. It will be a 20-count, but it will be an actual humidor that these cigars will be in. It'll be two sizes, um, a Toro and, as well as a, as a Gordo um, for, for this particular launch. And again, that will be, uh, we'll unveil that at the, uh, at the TPE. Mm, nice. Nice. Okay. So, um, and then, yeah. Uh, no, go ahead. Finish that up, brother, because you mean, we need to know. No, we, that's why we, we wanted we, to we listen to you. Preach. Preach. Yeah. But we've got some other things. We've got uh, one, two, we've got three other launches planned for PCA. Uh, timeline that will unveil. We'll, the uh, shipment will be staggered, but we have three additional launches uh, planned for the uh, back half of 2023 as well. But uh, we can save those for uh, for another interview. <laughs> okay, go give us a little tease, huh? All right, a little strip tease. <laughs> Not a problem. All right, now I'm thinking out loud, fellas. Okay, I'm thinking out loud. Don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me, Rick. So here's the thing. A certain tobacco, a certain cigar that was really popular in the atmosphere when you was working with General Cigars. I think the name of it was called the Amazon Basin. <laughs> so let me ask you a question, brother. Is it possible? Just out of curiosity, I'm thinking out loud, don't be mad at me. Is it possible? Because I know that company is a large company that sells a volume of mass numbers. Is it possible that maybe... There could be in the future some connects with that particular tobacco and something that you can put together using that tobacco from that particular region and making a cigar. Just out of curiosity. Uh, no. Next Damn. question. Damn. Uh, yeah, now, Damn. Uh, Damn. All right, so uh, Damn. I understand this. Damn. Uh, they only receive 5,000 pounds of this tobacco that we use at Amazon Basin. And Amazon Basin focuses on two uh, tobaccos for the blend. One is the Amazon tobacco, and then the other one is a rope tobacco that we get from the DR. And the so the access to that tobacco is not ever going to be uh, in our kind of our arena that we have access to that tobacco. But the rope tobacco, we do have access. So I also uh, made a cigar called Moral Coil. I don't know if you ever smoked that cigar. Uh, absolutely. But it is a, okay, so that, if you dry draw that cigar blindfolded, you think you're going to uh, smoke a Amazon Basin because that sweetness yes. uh, that you associate that is from that tobacco. And so I can't envision uh, in the future uh, with the, one of the Attic Project offering a maybe a blend kind of like that uh, Moral Coil. 
again, I do not want to copy that blend no. and just release it because, again, but could I take that blend and use another wrapper? And what would that change affect the cigar, positive or negative? If it's positive, go for it. So, uh, yeah, so that's, you know, it is one of my crown jewels of, uh, you know, what I was working with with uh, CL. Uh, I would love to offer uh, Amazon Basin uh, to anybody and everybody if we had access. But if we don't, could we make our version of more coil? The answer is yes. So kind of a no and a yes. Uh, but uh, uh, the yes is uh, uh, if we have access and if we can uh, buy some of that tobacco from the DR, I would love to work with that tobacco in another project. Give you that flavor that you, you know, kind of associate with uh, Amazon Basin, but a different take. You know, different take is like my fried chicken. Is different than your fried chicken. Your grandmother's recipe was different than mine. So, but if I can get close to it, I would launch that cigar for sure. Nice, nice. All right, as I wrap up, because I know I've been holding you guys for a long time, I'm going to ask you, Gus, is there anything, brother, that you wanted the folks to know maybe that we didn't go over? Good question. Um, you know, I, I think that the key is is that you know West Tampa. It's it all starts and ends with our consumer and the cigar. You know, everything everything comes from that. Um, you know, I just and I guess if for all of your listeners, it's just a thank you, thank you for all the support, both up to this point and in the future. Um, you know, like I said, we do it for you guys, and so we appreciate you. And look forward to uh, to Rick bringing you some you know really cool shit down the road. Beautiful, beautiful, brother Rick. Is there anything yep. again, folks, that we didn't go over that you want the folks to know? A secret that you're gonna smack them when you see them, pull your pants down, anything like that, anything, yeah. anything. You know what? Uh, trust, <laughs> trust us, uh, trust us that uh, you know if you want to uh, follow this journey of West Tampa. There's not a lot of situations right now that you can start with a company, a new company, and grow with them. And so trust us that we're going to try our hardest to give every cigar smoker that wants to be a part of West Tampa a cigar for them. So sometimes it's going to be the right, which is uh, you know, a certain amount of that pie. Sometimes it's black, sometimes it's something else. But trust us that uh, we listen to the fan base and we want to give the fan base exactly what they want from us. So if it's not today, don't give up on today because tomorrow, the next day, the next year, we're going to eventually get uh, around and you're going to enjoy this cigar. So just trust us. Uh, follow our journey. Be a part of this journey. And, you know, you can say in 20 years, I was supporting Ricky and Gus and Sarah back in 2022 when they started and i love this journey that they took us on because it's going to be crazy it's going to be exciting it's going to be <coughs> a scary sometimes but i guarantee you once you ride this ride for as long as you're going to get off that ride said that was fucking great i want to fucking stand in line and ride that ride again with these guys because that was fun yep all right, so now I need to know how folks, you know, you, you, you got everybody excited. Now, I need to know how folks can get those cigars. Are you on social media, Gus? What's the social media platform, website? Let's talk about all that. Put it out there, sir. 
Yes, sir. Great, great segue. Yes, sir. We are. We are on um, Instagram and Facebook. You can follow us there at West Tampa Tobacco. Um, also, you can visit WestTampaTobacco.com, and we have a store locator that is updated daily with all of our new accounts. So uh, jump on there, enter your address, zip code, and it will direct you to the closest um, shop, and that would be anywhere in the world that you can pick up a West Tampa. Good. There you have it, folks. Rick, Gus, thank you for being a guest on Smoke. Oh, oh, hold on. Whoa. Whoa. You know what? I wanna, Uh-oh. Then, Rick, woke I'm up. I'm going to read. Uh, uh, yeah. No, I'm going to read a <laughs> review. You're going to end that fucking review with a wrong review. All right. Here's one I got. I just have the opportunity <laughs> to smoke a uh, new West Tampa block. Oh, my God. Sir, whatever you're doing is magic. Continue your path because I want to follow you. Sign, Mom. No, not Mom. Frank. Frank. Frank says that. No. <laughs> it's all good news. It's all good news, bro. I love it. Yo, I fellas. Love I, I love it, love brothers. Yeah. I love it. Right, Frankie's the man. So Frank's much. the man. Yeah. Thank you so much for your uh, your time and Hopefully, uh, this is, uh, you know, one of many interviews in the uh, future for us. Definitely, brothers. I appreciate you guys being a guest, man. Thank you. Congratulations on the company. Let me know what I can do for you. Whenever you got something new coming up, let me know. I'm there. I'm putting it out there, fellas. Uh, thank right. you so much. Thanks, I love you. It. Love you, brother. Well, there you have it, folks. If you don't know, now you know. West Tampa Tobacco. Go check the sticks out. Great sticks, man awesome smokes the black and the white rick rodriguez gus martinez shout out to the brothers sat down had a conversation with us so if you don't know instagram yeah social media you can follow me smoke world podcast is the name email stone at smokeworldpodcast.com website we're gonna beat it up smokeworldpodcast.com folks listen I truly appreciate y'all for listening to me talk crap on a daily basis. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. You know how we do. And I will see you on the other side. All right? Peace.